Welcome to Pastry Pals. I'm Lucy. I'm Diego. We were gone for a really long time. But luckily, um... <laughs> we came back. Yeah, I was trying to think of a different, like, upside. Um, luckily, they always tell us who everyone is. Yeah. So this week's theme is... I was actually pretty close. Sort of. Not really. You said it was advanced pastry dough. Well, this... None of these are pastry. Oh, beans. You're right. I said pastry dough. I thought it was just advanced dough. No. <laughs> you said advanced pastry dough. It's instead... It's sweet dough. So, you were you were wrong. It's an adjective dough. They were like all dough, Diego. <laughs> it's an adjective dough, so I'm going to count that as a, as a micro win. But I still will probably guess the same thing at the end of this episode. Okay. <laughs> so first thing, their first their first challenge. You remember what that one's called? Um, big big sweet dough, right? The signature challenge. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like what they did this week. Yeah, it's called the signature. Of course, I know what it's called. I've seen like a million different episodes of this. I'm just trying to you know keep you like. Happy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this was a, a, a tea loaf. Yeah, like a big sweet dough. Yeah. This one was an interesting one. So so we have seven competitors left. We got uh, Kimberly Howard, Christine, Ruby, Glenn, Becca, and Francis. Tragically for my eyes, uh, both Becca and Francis are still in it. <laughs> um, luckily for them, they're both still in it. So how did they do? Um, who? Kimberly? Sure, let's start with Kimberly. She did good, sort of. She good? She did good, kind of. She had a chai spiced um, loaf, and it was like all swirly, and it was plaited, so it looked very pretty, but because it's all swirly, um, and you have this filling on the inside, it makes it kind of hard for the dough to cook in the middle, um, because it's not rising as much, basically, because it's all got all these layers that are sort of pressing down on it. So it was kind of soggy in the middle, which is not very good. But other than that, her flavors were good, and it wasn't so soggy that you couldn't eat it, which is something that we can say for Christine, who did a Christmas loaf, right? Is that what they said? Uh, they called it an Oxford Nutty Tea Loaf. I remember them saying something about Christmas, but, like, I don't really know what that means. Um, but anyway, she, hers was bad. Um, <laughs> actually, we don't know how it was. It was so bad that we can't know how bad it is because yeah. that's a government secret. <laughs> Which government? The British one. I don't know. They, you know, they, when they, when they ported it over and changed the name, they might've also mm-hmm. kept some secrets from us. I don't know about that, but hers was so bad that Paul couldn't eat it because it was too raw. Yeah. And he said he would make his tummy feel bad. I relate to that, I guess. Um, <laughs> you don't like when your tummy feels bad? Yeah. Weird. Um, so this is actually something that most of these had in common. Not that they couldn't be eaten. Christine's was sort of the outlier that way. But mm-hmm. almost all of them were underbaked, but with good flavors. That includes uh, Howard's hemp and date one. No, his was bad. Remember? No, he had it was, bad flavors. But it the was, hemp was dry. Oh, you're right. And pungent. But it was also underbaked. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Howard. He did bad all around. <laughs> um, Ruby had some citrus tea loaf. 
It was good, but also underbaked. Uh, Glenn had a something with saffron and nutmeg. It was good. I don't remember if it was underbaked or not. It was underbaked. It was underbaked. <laughs> <laughs> um, Becca had um, something with tea and fruit. It was like a, a Barra birth. Uh, I think that's a specific kind of tea loaf, but but Becca's was a uh, this one. This one was actually a little bit different. It wasn't. It wasn't underbaked. It was um, uh, differently proven. I don't remember if it was over or under because this had fruit in it. Becca needed to add the fruit after, before. After. After the first proof. Yeah, because she didn't have. So first of all, they had a time limit. So maybe if she had more time to let her dough rise initially, then it would have risen enough. Um, but they didn't, so it didn't work out. Um, when you add fruit in before your first rise then it weighs down the dough, which makes it even harder to, like, it literally, like, it weighs more, and so it's harder for it to go up. Um, and so that's why hers, when she added in first, didn't rise enough, and therefore was under-risen, or approved, as the British people say. Um, There's a great conversation between her and Paul, where Paul is like, Becca, Becca was asking, oh, I, you know... Like, I don't, I'm not sure, like, whether I should add the fruit in sometime or another. And, you know, the family recipe says one thing, but I'm not sure about that. Um, essentially asking Paul, what did, like, what what do you think? And Paul's like, I can't tell you, but I have opinions, which is a very Paul... Yes, it is. ...sort of sentiment. Yeah, he just likes being smug about things. And then it cuts to Ruby, who has citrus and consequently fruit in mm-hmm. her loaf, saying... Yeah, you need to add it after the first prove or else it, it sort of weighs it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was good. Okay, who's next? Francis? Um, yeah, Francis. Francis had the cutest little loaf in the entire world because she put it in a little giant teacup. It was so adorable. I loved it very much. Um, and it was chai. And that's what she did. So it was basically like a cinnamon swirl loaf, except not instead of just cinnamon, it's like all the other flavors of chai tea. And then I think I'm assuming somewhere along the line she also added tea. I don't really know if she ever did that, though. I didn't see any tea in there. But my guess was that because it was a chai tea loaf, she did add tea in there at some point. Don't remember. Either way, it did taste good. The one thing is that they said that the top was boring because it was just like a plain top of a loaf it was a borb a bread orb one of the real fun parts about this one in particular (laughs) this challenge was great so the music they went bombastic on this music yeah they were going hard it was some some hard drama it was like it was like a taylor swift music video (laughs) wait no no it was what does it mean it was really dramatic Okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant specifically the music was... No, it was like as dramatic as a Taylor Swift music video is. Or Avril Lavigne, maybe. I can buy that, I can buy that. It was like an Avril Lavigne CD that your mom (laughs) bought you when you were eight. And you play it in your boombox every day on full full volume. On full speed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's next? Technical. Technical is an apricot corone. Corone? Corone? They said crown? It, yeah, it In means, a different language. Yeah, it's crown and something. There's some European language. I don't know what it is. 
So basically, it's like a loaf, a sweet loaf. It's got this apricot filling in it that's got like apricots and like like nuts or something like that and then like little raisin things, I think. Um, and it looks very tasty. And then what you do is you roll it up um, as if it were a hot dog. And then you cut it open and then both of those two new things that you cut open, you twist together so that some of the filling is on top and some of it's inside. And then you glaze it and then you put a little icing on it and some almonds and then it tastes really good. Something that I learned recently is that folding something hamburger or hot dog style is um, a very sort of American way of describing folding <laughs> folding paper. Yeah. Um, so in case you're I, th I feel like there's also like a, a, an age range at which this was introduced. So if you don't know what that is, folding something hot dog style is sort of folding it along, uh, folding the short end of the paper in half. So that way it's a very long, thin yeah. half of paper right. as opposed to hamburger where you fold it along the long side. So it looks more like a, a sort of... More, more square, but still a rectangle depending on your paper size. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. So in the, in the sort of backstage, um, looking at these and talking about what the tricky parts of the bake are, um, Paul, this was Paul's recipe and Paul was like, I hope they don't get it wrong in a very much a, a little bit of a, a wink at the camera knowing how technical tech tends to go. <laughs> yeah. And also in like a. Oh, I hope they don't get it wrong. That would be awful for me. I just hate correcting people in my own recipe. It's just my least favorite thing. That's why I got into this business so my where name I is criticize Paul Hollywood. People. <laughs> so as soon as as soon as they said uh, apricot, I'm gonna say crown. I'm just gonna say crown throughout yeah, because apricot crown. Um, as soon as they announced apricot crown. Ruby's eyes just went like went wide, just like deer in headlights. Just mm -hmm. oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is like, I don't. I've never heard of this. I don't know what it is. Um, Kimberly is like, I think I know what this is. But then later when they're baking, Ruby is like, Whenever I've seen it, I've seen it like this. And it's like yeah. you you know what it is. You've seen it multiple times before. I think she's just stressed about everything. Yeah, that's fair. And then later. When they're, I almost said grading. When they're evaluating it? Yeah. Um, they, they like, they like give Ruby's praise and Ruby does a similar sort of like wide-eyed but happy. Yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this was, this was also good because um, they walk out, Paul and Mary walk out into, to, to see their, their sort of array of, of apricot crowns. Mm -hmm. And Paul's like, they're all looking pretty good. Okay. Who did bad? Howard, Becca, Glenn. Who did good? Christine, Kimberly, Francis. Who did the best? Ruby. <gasps> Ruby did good? Yeah, Ruby did the best. Ruby did good. Again. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I know about your, your biases towards Ruby. But you did do really good again. And I share them. Yeah. <laughs> She's so great. And she's always so surprised every single time. I love it. So relatable. Um, so something was interesting this episode um, in regards to the transition into the showstopper. Yeah. And that was 
that they they move to the showstopper. And this time, it's at night. <gasps> because what they're making takes long enough that they had half an hour at night, and then the next day, um, sort of a no- more normal amount of time. Yeah. So basically, they had to make two different types of European sweet buns. Which leads me into... No. Pew, 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 pew. Wait, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. I <sighs> want to explain the process okay, first. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, they had to make two different types of European sweet buns, like a brioche, for example. Um, I don't know any of the other names because they're all really long and European. Um, but basically, the majority of the doughs, um, when you first uh, make them, they're super sticky because you add in a lot of butter. Um, and the butter is, you know, soft, and so it gets really sticky. So you have to put it in the fridge for, like, 12 hours to make it hard enough that you can actually, like, use it and turn it into a dough and then make it into a bun. And so that's why they needed to go overnight. Um, and so they just had a little bit of time just to actually assemble the dough together. And then it went in the fridge forever. Some might call it one night. One night what? The forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, which leads me into the best pun. You mean the worst pun? The best pun. You mean the worst pun? The best pun. So, this is actually, um, this, this episode started off on a really somber note. Um, it was the usual sort of, um, it was the usual sort of angle of, 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 um, from outside of the tent, right by the pond, and it's, it's, um, um, Mel and Sue, uh, having what was usually a little bit of banter, but this time... They're just looking very solemnly into the camera and saying, because of the theme this week, it being Sweet Dough Week, um, we're not allowed to make puns about buns. So it's sort of a, you know, a little bit of an anti-pun. You say so. They continue to talk about buns, especially because someone's bake looked a little bit like a butt. Yeah. That was princess. <laughs> um... While people were proving things, some bake, I don't remember which one, Sue looked over at, at um, the bake that was inside of a bag, because you need to cover up stuff if you're going to prove it, and asked, is that going to work? And Glenn says, yeah. And Sue says, prove it, and then walks away, like full mic drop. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and because these were crowns, um, one of them turned out, I'll say, a little oblong. And so they called it a turban-esque kind of crown, which is a different kind of headwear, because it looked like a... I don't think that's really a pun. Yeah, it is. It looks... it looks like a turban. Yeah, but it, it's a turban kind of crown. It, it's, it's, it's sort of this, this wordplay, this equation of... I don't think it counts as a pun. Well, it's funny because... What's the double meaning? It otherwise, tur- just a turban. Well, it's because otherwise turban-esque might mean just like rotund in some other fashion. But this time it's specifically crown-wise. I think it really just means that it looks like a turban. <laughs> So usually it's it's it's, it's, it's oh, a pun because okay. it's a pun because usually there's the wordplay of it I looking like a turban. I don't think that it's a pun. But because these were um, a variety of European sweet buns, sort of an assemblage of all of Europe together in Britain, um, one of them said, "This is Nickel." Ni- <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Nickel. My name is Michael. <laughs> My name is Michael. I collect calculators. 
enjoying this character that I'm making up. His name is Michael. He collects calculators. Um, and he's afraid of the dark. And... He looks like Howard. He looks... No, he doesn't. That's so mean. <laughs> You're being so mean to Howard. And to Michael. <laughs> last name michael williams no michael smarts michael smarts <laughs> future detective we have an episode title now <laughs> let me to leave this bit in yeah <laughs> okay what's the other stupid what's the actual stupid pun this is michael F- <laughs> <laughs> say it <laughs> this is nigel farage's worst nightmare it's not even that funny it's anymore. not <laughs> it's completely overshadowed by michael <laughs> best pun goes to michael it was right in <laughs> what's next let's talk about the actual bakes okay yeah <laughs> So, who, who should we talk about first? Kimberly? Yeah. Kimberly did something with marmalade and it was chocolatey. And something with apricot and it was called a cum... I don't, I don't think I wrote down the right thing. <laughs> yeah, you wrote cum-l... <laughs> but I don't think that's right. We don't know. Um, and uh, she did pretty good. Yeah. It was all right. What was, I think, surprising about this one is that this one needed more flavor. Um, so if you remember a few episodes back, there was one where Kimberly, like, felt like she essentially had lost her flavor touch mm-hmm. um, until the showstopper. Um, but this one was a very casual lack of flavor in regard yeah. in, in that regard, especially as someone who is sort of known for these 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 sort of vibrant flavors. Right. I agree. And so maybe that'll happen. That'll be like a subplot next episode or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Now, Howard, the snail? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone compared him to a snail. Because one of the uh, kinds of sweet buns was, I believe, German for snail. Yeah. And then smell was like, it looks like you. <laughs> You look like a snail. And Howard's like, thank you. And Paul's like, what do you mean, thank you? I think it's a pretty good compliment. Yeah. I look like Howard. I want to. I would want to like be sort of emblematic of a snail. Wouldn't you? Sure. The NPR snail. Okay. And he also had these little peachy buns. Oh, they were so cute. They looked really adorable. So they like had a little peach like circle in them. And he put them in these little, like, muffin tins, basically, and then he, like, put a little spoon on top. So, like, the the stem of the spoon was, like, halfway through, so when they rose in the oven and cooked, there was a little, like, uh... Cleft. Cleft, like how peaches are. And then he, like, made them red and pink somehow. Yeah. And they were really cute, but they apparently were... they were bad. Yeah, they looked really good, but neither of them, the taste worked it, worked it out. Yeah. Taste did not work it out, unfortunately. (laughs) 
I'm going to blame the break as to why I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Christine. Christine had sh- schnecken, schlecken. No, it was... Schneckenlin buns. Schneck... Snake buns. Snake buns and vanilla custard something. And they were pretty good. Yeah. She was a little nervous because the last two um, challenges, she didn't do super great. Yeah. Um, But this one, she did pretty good. She turned it around. So that's that's nice. Um, Mary said that they had a lovely whack of fruit. Yeah, which which I I love. It's a good turn of phrase. (laughs) Every just time, sort of like tennis serves some fruit into Mary's mouth. <laughs> Every time I take a bite of an apple, I'm gonna be like, "Ooh, what a lovely whack of fruit." <laughs> um, Ruby did a saffron something. <laughs> you just put something in there, didn't I you? D- so and a saint something. The 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 name of the thing was like it Saint was like Lucina. Saint, saint Lucia. Saint Lucia. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Um, um, I didn't describe what was in it because apparently it's so well known. <laughs> But she did pretty good. But one interesting thing is she she There's chocolate it in it. That's what it was. There's chocolate in it. There's chocolate, chocolate in it. St. Lucia chocolate something. Um, so she brought it up to um, Paul and Mary, and she was immediately was like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, why? And she's like, this these are just completely overbaked, and it's really bad, and I'm sorry. And they're like, why are you telling us this? <laughs> And it turns out they were not overbaked, and Ruby was just being nervous for no reason, which, like, hashtag relatable. But, um, yeah, they they were like, don't tell us when you think you did something wrong, because we might not figure that out. So just pretend that you did really well. So one thing about that is, I think it's might have been in part to do because there was chocolate in it, and so that, like, darkened the dough already. It's possible, yeah. But also, they, like, looked burnt, like... They did look burned. They didn't look great, not knowing anything about what they're supposed to look like. It could have just been that the dough is just a darker color. I don't really know, but Paul and Mary were happy about it, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, next is Glenn. And he had a... Almond apricot thingy and then a sticky caramel thingy. Uh-huh. And he didn't do good. There were so many, like, technical terms here. I can't remember any of them. They were just all European things, and I've never heard of any of them before, other than brioche. I was mistaken that with the cheese. You mean brie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm sure some of these were brioches. I think some of them were, yeah. I don't remember. But I didn't write it down because I'm like, why do I need to know the cheese as to what kind of pastry it is or something? Diego. Listen. They literally said, like a brioche. You didn't think... We gotta gotta move on. We gotta move on. So Glenn didn't do very good. Yeah. uh, They didn't... So Glenn's... The sticky caramel... What was the apricot? Which one? No, it was the sticky caramel. So that one thing was like, it was all like spun together, remember? It was like wrapped around each other like a like a um, ball of yarn and then put into like a muffin tin sort of thing. And it all like fell apart when he tried to take it out, which was bad. And the apricots were just bad in general. Oh, and the sticky caramel had a weird flavor, right? Like they didn't taste good. Yeah. Yeah. So he like, he was really sad. It was really sad. Yeah. So what I think, do you think like the caramel like stuck to the, because he had trouble getting it out of the tin. Yeah. And so then he like turned it upside down and then they all just like collapsed. Spiraled out. It was not good. Unfurled. It was really sad. And then Sue immediately gave him a hug. And that's when you know that, that someone was in trouble. Yeah. Like, didn't even take the time 
to like walk around the table to get it was an over the table hug which Mm -hmm. is like you need to be immediate for that yeah exactly yike emergency so yeah it was not very good yeah in the in the after interview part like between judging and baking um glenn couldn't even talk yeah he was so sad he was crying that makes me sad because like you know that later on his students would be like watching him and then coming in the next scene and be like, haha, you cried last episode. Oh no, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because he's a teacher. And he's got like seventh graders. They would be so mean to him. Yeah. But anyway, Becca. Becca had um, chocolate and rum in one thing. Mm -hmm. And then cardamom, lemon, ice, something. It was a, uh, like, it was ice bun? Yeah. With lemon icing. And it was good. They are both good. Yeah. She did good. Um, Paul took a slight issue with the lemon icing on the ice bun because... As... Apparently he's an expert in iced buns. <laughs> <laughs> Cold. Francis. Um, what did she have again? Francis had this like tic-tac-toe themed thing. Oh yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Um... They were really big. Because she overproved them by a lot. Massive. And you can tell that somebody's overproved, one, if they're very big. Two, if they um, look like they expanded and then collapse on themselves, because that means that they risen so much that when you bake it, they, they can't um, support like their structure, and so they fall. Mm-hmm. Which is not good. Don't yep. do that. Yeah. So one of, so one of them was like a, a rhubarb custard um, that was in the shape of O's, and then the other ones were hot cross buns. Yeah, and they were brioche. See? I wrote that one down. Yeah. Um, and they were really cute. Because they were hot crosses, they were they were the X's. Yeah, so and it was then... X's and it was like tic-tac-toe, very adorable, but over overproved. Yeah, but still, like, not bad. Yeah, so they were, they were fine. Yeah. Okay. She was in contention for Star Baker alongside Ruby mm-hmm. because both of them had really good days. Yeah, they both did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, because Francis was second and technical, Ruby was first. Yep. Okay, so moving on to Star Baker. Who did it? Who did it? <laughs> yeah, who got it? Who got it? Yeah. I feel like those are two different things. Because <laughs> who got it, Diego? It was Ruby! Ruby did good! What? Ruby did good. Good job, Ruby. And she was once again surprised. And when they were saying, like, who got it, they were like, oh, we were we didn't want this person to get it because we thought they'd be too cocky because they're already so overconfident. And then Ruby was like, oh, you, you guys. You guys, you, you know. You buns. <laughs> okay, who went home? Howard. It was so sad. Alpha NPR has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> you said that to me before and I forgot about it. <laughs> it makes sense because um, after the first two, um, Howard and Christine were sort of in, in, in the hot seat. Yeah. And then... And then Christine did pretty good. Yeah. And Howard did pretty bad. Yeah. So it made sense. It, yeah. we, we, we kind of knew it was happening. They were able to, I think, effectively build up tension that there was a possibility of Glenn going home because yeah. like... It went bad in Showstopper, and especially with Showstopper as the last one. Yeah, it's more fresh in your mind. Yeah. But Glenn did pretty well in the signature, and so yeah. it made sense for Howard to go. Yeah. All right, what's the next episode going to be about? I had something, and I don't remember what I was going to well, say. Well, you were going to do what you did before. Well, before that, I was thinking like, oh, maybe it's going to be like something fruit-related. Maybe it's going to be a theme, like Christmas. 
Well, that one makes because it's um, summertime. Yeah, they can still do a Christmas theme. Could be breakfast. I don't think it's going to be breakfast. <laughs> you guessed that last time. Did last I? Last season you did. I did? Yeah. Was I right? No. <laughs> well, then it can't. <laughs> no, they can do, they do different themes. I know, but like, <laughs> you were clearly saying that and like, ha ha ha. I'm you just saying breakfast. it could be breakfast. I'm sticking with my... Advanced pastry dough? Advanced pastry dough. All right, well, we'll see you next time on Advanced Pastry Dough episode. Thanks for listening. To Pastry Pals. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Pastry Podcast. Or you can email us at pastrypod at gmail.com. Yeah. And also, thanks to Julie Maxwell for the use of her song Sakura. You can find the info of that in the description. And I think that's all we have to say. Bye.